This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And this is Jacob Bratz with Longleaf Reptilia, and you're listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast. Part of the Herpeticulture Network. I'm so discombobulated, man. I've had such a long freaking day. You've been fishing. You've been. I've been fishing, dying man. Tore them up. Tore them up. I'm, I noticed in the when I went in your bathroom to wash my hands, I'm all red in the face. Yeah. You're like Tom Tom Hanks and uh, Castaway, dude. <laughs> well said. Well said. Nah, man. We tore them up though. We caught. We probably caught. I don't know. Thirty or forty fish. There's just me and one other guy. You get any great whites? No. Nope. You sure? Caught a pretty fat redfish, though. Nice. What, yeah. what color was fat it? Fat with a pH. Was well, it red? It was, yeah, they're kind of reddish. and You got white spot bellies. Spot tail. Yeah, spot tail bass. Boys, that's spot red tail. Red drum. That's snapper season. It's a redfish, a.k.a. red drum, a.k.a. spot tail bass. All, all types of All types of names. I like fishing though. I, you know, I my parents took me out a lot when I was a kid, and I could just never really get into it for whatever. Maybe it was just the boredom of sitting on the boat and never catching anything, and then just frying in well, the sun yeah, in the middle of if, summer. I was if like, if you don't sucks. catch anything, it blows. But yeah, fishing sucks. I mean, not really. I still enjoy. I like freshwater fishing. Like I like being able to jump in my car, <coughs> go down to a pond or something, yeah. catch some little bluegill or something. Just. Yeah, throw it back. Blue goat. Man, look, see look some at this alligators. Fish. I look like an idiot in this picture, <coughs> so don't mind it. But like, you ain't gonna catch this. See some, the, see some gators. Maybe see some snakes. You ain't gonna catch that in no damn, no damn pond. All right. I've caught Nessie. That's a nice fish. All right. That's a nice spot though. I've. That was too big to keep. That was too big to keep. That's a problem. When I they're know. too big to keep. No, I would rather catch one that's too big to keep because we weren't keeping any fish today, and you know I'd much rather catch. Oh. I'd much rather catch a forty-two inch redfish and go home and eat a steak than you cleaning know, them. Than catch a slot red stuff. and you know clean it. And I I don't care to keep fish; it's too much work. Mm. I just enjoy catching them. I'd much rather catch over slot. Shark fish. fishing's fun, yeah, like catching fish. when you're even when you're not. I guess it's. It's different when you're you're trying not to catch sharks and you end up catching sharks and it's annoying. But if you're it's just annoying. fishing for the hell it's of it hell. and you end up catching a bunch of those little black tips and stuff, yeah. it's kind of fun. As a kid, and I big was sharks, like, this is sweet. Well, yeah, them and yeah, and big sharks are yeah, especially like us, freaking nerds with you know animals and stuff. You know, sharks were always cool. I always liked holding the sharks whenever we caught them. But I kept like big sharks are fun to catch, man. I've caught some like I mean I say big, you know, quote unquote big, you know, for river fishing around here, you know, four or five foot sharks, pretty big. That ain't know. no puppy. No, we and I've caught some some four foot bonnet head sharks and they'll they'll fight you a good bit. Bonnet heads are a strange one too. Yeah. It's like it wants to be a hammerhead, but it kind of <laughs> gave up halfway yeah. through the transformation. It's like uh, it's like a black tip and a hammerhead had a baby, and it was ugly. Yeah. Yep. The bastard child. They're cool though. I like bonnet heads. They're one of my favorite sharks. You see what I found at Walmart that I need to actually put on your thing? A roll of Velcro to uh, keep the wires.
wires mm. together and straight. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Anyways, this is episode 141 of the Herpeticulture Podcast, which is part of the Herpeticulture Network, which includes THP, Corn Stars, Snakes and Stogies, Lizard Brain Radio, the Chondro Cast, I guess. The Podcast, I guess. Or Petaculture Magazine. Yeah. Uh, I am Justin Smith of Plymouth Coast Exotics. I'm Jacob Bratz. (coughs) (laughs) I was such bad timing. I was so sorry. (coughs) I tried. Um, This is Jacob Bratz, Longleaf Reptilia. (coughs) Choking on my Alive. Yes. I'm sorry. (coughs) Wait a second. Oh. Most important. That was terrible. Uh, yeah, that nine, that nine o'clock monster boy. That's right, rock and roll, roll. But once again, this episode is brought to you by Steve Snakeshuary with Venom Hot Sauce. Yeah, and Steve Snakeshuary. So he's if you've been following him on social media at all, he has actually been doing snake removal on the set of some M Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah, so, uh, so is that been, M Night Shyamalan? That's, that's what I that saw. Is? That's what he he said in a comment that he replied mm. to someone. It was some M Night. I M- saw him posting about a movie, but I didn't see what movie. Yeah, it's it's another M Night Shyamalan. It's pretty wild. So, Good for I thought him. that was kind of cool. I don't know if I yeah. don't know if you actually get to see any of the people or the things going on, but I'm sure they're. Oh, he's taking pictures of the actors and stuff. Was he? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, picture know, with an actor and an actress. I saw that he's removing some cotton mouths and some other stuff, so hmm. I'm sure he's staying Sweet. busy by the looks of it. Yeah, no, he is. That's got to be a pretty fun, fun little side job. He's always got a smile on his face, man. He's you know, always, he's he always is. So happy. He does. It's great. Great guy. And uh, yeah, if you like hot sauce, you, hot sauce, you yeah. need to get some. Got to. The cotton That's mouth right. is the bomb diggity. Boop. You and your space bottle. All my all the homies on it. What are those it's called? My stickers, like what? aqua bottles or something like that. I don't know. I just got it at Walmart. This is a this is a Coleman Auto Spout. Oh. I don't know. It's made by hmm. Coleman. It's Walmart. A little a little pop socket. Oh. Good old Wally World, man. Yeah, man. See now, see what works is so like I thought about. I was like, what happens if like my bottle breaks? Because I drop it all the time. Yeah. So what happens if my bottle breaks? <laughs> yeah, I'm like I have all these st- I have all these stickers on. Yeah, hopefully I don't forget it somewhere. If I forget it somewhere, then I'm just screwed. So I was like, if I break it, I have all these stickers on. I was like, what am I gonna do? I was like, I can buy a new bottle and just put the put the new lid on it. Problem solved. Keep this, and then I have backup bottles if I do lose this. God forbid. You talking about like taking out the insert? Yeah, no, because this just pops out. So like, if ba- basically uh, if this breaks, it's gonna be the lid. I so gotcha. I could just buy a new bottle and put yeah. the new lid on it. I got you. Because I got all the homie stickers I'm on tracking. it. I got to get more stickers out. I only got a couple on here. I gotta you don't have up. an HM sticker on no, there. No, I don't. I, I think I I'll lost, give you. I think I lost my HM stickers. I'll, put, I'll, I'll got one. I got some. I don't know what happened to all my stickers. Th- no, I know where they are. Some of them just don't, no, I don't work out. Yeah. Some of them just don't hold up to yeah. the test of time. These have holding held up. You can see they're all pretty roughed up. I like my blacks one, black box yeah. one here. The the thing is pretty roughed up. Reptile talk sticks out. I've got a lot of compliments on this bottle with all my stickers on it. We actually will, in the near future, have a promo code for Black Box. Ooh, what for all the people? So THP. We're still working out the details. Sweet. 
they're not necessarily going to be like a sponsor or anything. It's just Jen was like, let's do a promo code. And I was like, okay, because cool. we like their stuff enough. Yeah. I was like, hell yeah, why not? I'm all about it. Yeah. I Unofficial will promote, sponsor, I guess. I will way. promote Black Box all the way. <clears throat> Absolutely. I still need to do a video on their stuff, man. I yeah, I keep meaning to do a review on the rack. the racks. I really want cages. I really want to do some do some cages because, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm back. I'm back on this kick of like almost not liking that style of racks and more liking the open style with more lighting and shit. Because even getting white, like looking back in there, I'm like, man, it's so dark. Like I don't know. I just feel bad having them in the dark because like the tubs are so long. Which you know, it's one thing for you know ball pythons and stuff, but I don't know for them damn Nerodias. The Nerodias and my rat snakes are so active. I like to have those in really mm-hmm. tall tubs, but they're great. I've got I've got my pits in Nerodia. I've pretty much I've expanded so much. I've had to move some most of my rat snakes to a external thing with taller tubs and stuff. Um, but I've got pretty much that thing filled with pituophis and yeah. water snakes. And I just I want to. I've got still got some rat snakes. The AP rack. Or two AP racks Garbage. I have. I want those gone. Yep. The other, like, homemade things I want gone. Like, eventually, you know, some of the cages and, like, the, the rack from Sean that I have, some of the arboreal stuff in, like. Right. And that Cambro rack. Like, I want yeah. all those to stay. But everything Absolutely. else yeah. needs to be black box just because I don't have to worry about shit getting out. Yeah, no. I absolutely <laughs> love mine. <laughs> I absolutely love my <coughs> racks, man. The V seventy is fantastic. I would really like to I wanna talk I wanna talk to them and see if they can figure out a way to light it up. If they can get I think you could even do that yourself though I've fairly thought, easy. I, I looked there's those three M strips that you can get off uh Amazon. It's like fifteen feet of LED stripping with like mm. a three M backing on it. I actually put it in some but snare drums. Would, but where would you how would you wire it? Like you'd have to You'd have to put it on like the back panel. That's what I mean. You'd if have there was to, a way to you slightly... wouldn't be able to do one strip though. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, cause I, I, I really thought about it. I looked at some different lights on Amazon. Yeah, I mean, right now there's really no, aside from what like P and Cody did with their Cambro yeah. racks, which I'm still trying to. They use that same sort of lighting. I just don't know exactly how they had it set up, but there's really nothing out there to make it easy. Even if it's like aftermarket, like you bought a rack be it from black box ap whoever there's no easy way for you to get lighting that you can be like okay i'm just gonna throw this in right without having to like make cuts right exactly that's what and that's what i mean like talk to jen see if that's something that they could like you know cut into the realistically you only need just a little notch cut out in each shelf to run that led Mm -hmm. stripping and those leds are so bright that it's not gonna they're not you don't have to worry about those getting too dark and have a way to run it up i don't I don't know. I'm sure it can be done, but it just yeah. it's it I'm right there with you. Like it is kind of frustrating to not have something that you can just like throw in and be done with without yeah. having to completely take the rack apart and adjust it manually <coughs> and make yeah, structural changes to it to accommodate yeah. that kind of thing. But regardless, fantastic product. I, <clears throat> I am absolutely in love with my racks. Um they work great. Or if they do it like that Camber rack that I have where everything's like recessed enough off the back wall to where there's like literally those outlets for bulbs like yeah and i mean that looks good like i like the look of it but yeah that's a kind of bulky that wouldn't work for a smaller rack but because but really all you would need tall, all you would need is a strip because like the with the xr16 that i've got 
if you just put you know one strip down like if you just took because there's a there's a piece of pvc in the middle and two sides of the rack that hold you know three different size tubs right. if you just you know i it wouldn't be like horseshoe even. it yeah, I mean, you could, but, like, to, if you want it all even, but if you just want light and you don't care about it being, you know, exact all the way across, you could just put a strip on the inside corner on each side and just psh, mm-hmm. straight down and just, like, it'll be lighter on, find some way to wire them on the inside. Yeah, but, you know, it would be easy enough. Yeah, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's a way to do it that I i'm not smart enough to think of but i thought about taking like strips and running them across the top of like on the inside corner and just having one on each level but it's the right there's so many levels to it that would be very expensive it'd be cool if we had something that was like low profile enough to where you could just be an into each individual like tub yeah and just be flat enough to where like a gap i mean granted you're probably not keeping anything super tiny in there that would be able to get through that gap but a gap for, I don't know, man. for a piece, a strip of lighting on each each <laughs> Have you level. You see the water snakes I got. <clears throat> well, that's what I'm saying. That's like, you like wouldn't do that on something yeah. like that. Yeah, right. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I thought I was looking at lights on Amazon the other day, trying to think of something. I like to get creative, but. And if you were feeling so saucy, saucy, you could get that light strip, and it comes with a remote. And you can do like strobes and different colors, Dude. and you can give your snakes a, a um, uh, did a seizure. Has Kyle um, sent you uh, <coughs> sent you the picture or the picture of his racks that mm-hmm. or the rack that he built? He wired he wired lights. Uh, you know Kyle with Mojo. Mm-hmm. Um, he um, he wired lights in a rack, and he did a fantastic job. He built it himself, and he's got it to where it'll change colors and stuff. Like red to LED, and mm-hmm. it'll do green and stuff. And Did he just get engaged, or has he been engaged? I don't know. I have not. Because he posted a I picture of like an engagement ring on Instagram the other day, and I was like, "Oh, oh. congrats!" And it kind of felt like he was like, like it wasn't anything that it, it, they've been engaged. Oh. And I was kind of like, "Oh, I don't know. I'm out of the loop." <laughs> I felt kind of dumb. I mean, he didn't say anything. He was just like, "Thanks." I was just like, hmm. "Did I miss something?" I don't know. I haven't been I on Facebook. Know. You ain't missing much. No, I've been. I've been so like I've been dumb busy with work, work and work and snakes. It's kind of ridiculous. So I don't really have time for social media right now because work, like my day job, is like I I I don't stop. It's it's been kind of ridiculous lately. And now I'm working three days a week at another job and also maintaining a very decently semi-large collection. How were the cave geckos? They're cool. They're great. They're out hunting around. <coughs> Last night it was pretty cool watching them. What's been going on the last week? You got those from Chris. I got from Chris my my last Chris box for the year. Um, I got Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah. I got four cave gecko Chinese cave geckos, which are got awesome. They screw you, dude. Man. I was playing with them at work. I was like, fuck, dude, they're so <laughs> cool, man. <laughs> like he's not getting two of these. Two of these are going to go with me. They're so cool, man. I absolutely love them. Like you um, see pictures of their eyes 
and it's like yeah they look cool but it's not until you have it and you're like looking at it and it almost looks fake yeah like they almost don't look real they're like they're little pokemon man dude for sure they're awesome um but i got those i got hendry county everglades rats and i got um kleberg kleberg bull snakes kleberg county bull snakes I think that was it. Yeah, that was it. I I'm Math. still those things are freaking tanks, man. They're huge. Are, how are they? Are they pretty chill though? Oh yeah, no, they've yeah. been great. Yeah, no, I they were kind of cold when they came in. I opened <laughs> was kind of poking them, like antagonizing them a little bit, just to see if they were like everything was good. And they just stayed curled up in their ball. They were like, yeah. no. Dude, you know the uh, the Mexican pine I got from Chris <coughs> back like four months ago. Yeah. Yeah, those things are bigger than that guy is. No way. Yeah. That, I mean that, that <laughs> like, pine that I have, she's yeah, she's probably. That I won't say she's times. doubled in size, but she's definitely bigger. She's like huge. they grow quick, man. Yeah, dude. When they're when they're rocking and rolling, I pulled. I had the um, the albino Florida out uh, yesterday, or not yesterday, a couple of days ago. He's getting he's getting big, man. He's beefy. He's he's long. I'm excited. They're just, and you're you have a Florida pine, right? Southern, I guess technically is the. I thought he said they were Floridas. I think they're I thought now. You told me I he think said they're Florida. they're now considered Southerns. Like, well, yeah, but I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I guess they're. It's yeah. not a Northern. I don't know. It ain't anything else. Yeah. It's a pine, yeah. Florida pine, Southern pine, Southern pine, whatever yeah. you want to call them. Yeah. But she's uh she's a beast too, man. Like yeah, she. I forget you have her. She went freaking ham on some food over the weekend. <coughs> They're so cool, man. The um. They're cool. I I mean I'm I'm anxious <coughs> to see how big she gets, and I'm anxious to get my hands on some northerns. Like she'll get big. A she's pair of pair of northerns is really. That's it. That's like all I need as far as Pituofus goes. Like I like the one I have now, but Northerns have always been at the top of that list. Yeah. Just want some Northerns. I want Northerns I like the black from and white. like here though, man. Like I, I, I've really thought about pulling the trigger on some jerseys, but like I don't know. Like I don't want to settle because like I want Northerns, but I want Northerns from like around here, but I don't know if you can get them. Like mm-hmm. I've never seen Northerns from like. South Carolina. I don't even know if you can own Northerns from South Carolina. Well, there's the new laws in place as far as size. You know what I mean? As far like as like, s- like selling buying or selling. Okay. Can you? I mean, you can't you collect. You can collect. Them. You can collect Northerns as long as they're not protected. I thought there was something with pines for some reason. I think there is in other states, like in South Carolina, though. I don't believe there is. Mm-hmm. You just can't go out and collect adults and then sell them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I know that. I think the rule is like 28 inches is like if they're under that, you can sell them if they're not, which is kind of funny because it's like they come out of the egg at, yeah. <laughs> at freaking 28 inches. Yeah, dude, they're, <laughs> they're, yeah, the they're, ha- they're halfway there when they come out. Dude, they you got about two weeks to get them sold before they grow past. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we ought to go find some pines, man. They're cool. What are we doing they're just here? impressive animals, man, especially you get this, like the just big diesel ones. Those are... Yeah. 
I can understand why they, you know, if I were like a raccoon or a bobcat or something, and I rolled up on like a six foot pine and it was started hissing and stuff, I'd be like, nah. Nah, I'm good. Sorry, man. I'm out. No. <laughs> my bad. Go on about your day. <laughs> Move oh. along. Oh, dude, my buddy, um, he took me fishing today. So, like, he's on a boat or he's got a boat. Uh, he said he'd take us to Defusky. Oh. I'm really trying to make that happen, dude. Like, for real. We can go rent a golf cart for a day. Me and my parents got a golf cart, so next year we can go cruise around at night in my parents' neighborhood because we got a golf cart. It's not loud. It's not hard to to escape from. You know, like that'd be sweet. That'd be awesome. But dude, I'm really trying to get some Defusky Island locality stuff. That'd be that'd be freaking killer. Rent a golf cart for a day. Had to turn my screensaver off. Yeah, that'd be fun. I've never been down there. I've seen pictures. It's really nice. I've been I've been down there for work before. I had to go do some uh, inspections. I feel like it's it's probably bigger than I think it is. Because for some reason big. I'm thinking it's kind of small. No, it, it takes a little bit of driving around. I mean, don't get it wrong, it's an island. Yeah. But you know. The uh, speaking of locality stuff, corns are. How are your corns looking? Dude, oh yeah, I had them out the other day, man, cleaning them, because um, I put everything back on Aspen as well. Um, but yeah, dude, they're they're great. They're little freaking monsters. They're going. They're kind of going in opposite directions, which is great, oh, dude. Really? All my all my corns are like going in complete opposite directions, and I think it's fantastic. Those like the ones I got from you. One's going a little bit more gray. Mm-hmm. And the other one's maintaining a lot of like the dark crimson colors. Yeah, I've got some that are doing the same yeah. thing. I can't really exactly tell if they're going to end up looking more like mom or if they're going to look more like dad. Yeah. Like the ones that have more of that gray, that's how mom looked when she was I had, like fresh out of the egg. She had that like concrete right. with the deep red saddles. Yeah. And she ended up being, I consider her like a really orange not a lot of contrast right. and then dad's just that darker classic sort of right that crimson oak, that crimson tea. look yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so i don't know i'm gonna be interested to see what happens. yeah i'm really excited to see them come up um but dude you gotta you gotta see the buckskins in person oh i'm sure those like, are coming dude, up nice. they, one of them is turning a lot more of like that classic buckskin mm-hmm. like that really really gray and the other one has like this really wild like leopard print going on like it's got spots on it it's really hmm. weird and it's turning like it's almost getting like this really like not like these burnt like yellows almost coming in like hmm. this really like light orange i don't know i don't know how to describe it it's freaking insane but they're both going different directions and is your um, mic plugged in on them i think so no i ain't got it here I don't know. It just seems like it's going in and out on one side a little bit. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, uh, they're, they're coming along nicely. Great. I'm excited to. I'm gonna so I'm gonna pair those corns again. It's not gonna be the same pairing. It's gonna be that ladies' island female to a different ladies' island male, and then that ladies' island male to the shell point female. So it's gonna be. They're all going to be Beaufort County, but right. only one pair is going to be like Ladies Island hyper specific. Island, island specific, yeah. 
and then I'll probably end up holding on to at least a couple from those clutches. Yeah. And I held on to four from the first clutch. And some of those, man, like, yeah, that, that crimson. Yeah. Like, if I continue to, to work with that, like, long term, like, I feel like Carolina Crimson is going to be a pretty... Yeah, it's going to be straight. Pretty light. catchy. It'll be like catchy that. name. It'll be like that. Dude, you call them Gamecocks. Oh, dude, what? yeah. Gamecock horns. What? Mm. Yeah. Garnet. There you go. Gamecock line. <clears throat> dude, that'd be sweet. I don't know, though. That team is so inconsistent. It'd be hard to oh sound cool. <laughs> it's like, why are you naming corns after a historically subpar team? The island line. No. Uh, Loco corns. Loco. <laughs> there you go. Low country. I like it. I don't know. We'll see. But see, like, they, you think low country. A lot of people think, like, Bluffton and stuff. Like, Okatees can be considered low country. Yeah. You, know, you got to call these, like, because these are, because, like, you got to think, like, these are island specific. Mm-hmm. Like, the ladies' island ones, like, 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 we, it's hard, it's weird to us to think of ladies' island as an island. Like it truly is. Like you know, these are island locality corn snakes, which is you know, it's really cool if you think about it. Um, but you know, I think you need to you know specify that they are they are different. You right. Know? Yeah, because if you hear the term low country, it actually so that region of the South Carolina coast applies pretty much from Charleston all the yeah. way down to the border of Georgia, and then once you cross that, if you're in like Savannah and Brunswick and those. Um, St. Simons and stuff that's considered the coastal empire. Right. And if you hear someone say, Yeah, we're in the low country and they're in Savannah, they're not Georgia, people are gonna be like, No, you're in the coastal empire. Coastal in South empire. Carolina, people are like, No. No. <laughs> low country. <laughs> Once you cross that border, you are no longer yeah. in the low country. No. Nope. You're in the coastal empire. Yep. Uh, a lot of people from Ohio Don't move get down it twisted. and, and <laughs> yep and get it confused. But yep. it's the animals don't know that. The animals don't care. Yep. Um, in other news, I will not be able to go to Atlanta the 20th for that show me show. Oh, uh, the one I we have to work. The one we were going to go to for, yes. man, I was going to ask when that was. It's the, the weekend of the 20th, but I got to work. So go figure. Hey, buddy. That sucks. Archie. What's up, bud? Damn, man. Yeah, I, I know. Was, it's I frustrating. Was, I was gonna I was gonna be ready for that. We're that I mean the job situation may be changing. We'll see. Oh. There have been uh some applications thrown into oh. A ring. We'll see what happens. My schedule, if this is does pan out, and I have kind of a pretty good feeling about it. I don't know what it is. I just got a good feeling in my plums. In your plums. <laughs> and this will be bits. better pay and a much more normal <coughs> schedule. So we'll see. And if that's the case, then I'll be able to do this kind of stuff. Let's see. You'll about. say, yeah, that'll be good, the normal schedule. But you will, you'll also, you got to think, you know, you won't be able to be on your laptop as much. I'm going to be home hours. more to be able to be on my laptop. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, like, I won't be working 11-hour days, five days a week. Yeah. and you know. I'll yeah, I guess that's true. Like, no, no. Yeah. That I'm not as worried about. It's just the schedule thing is, is getting getting kind of old. It's time yeah. to 
move on to other things. Yeah, man. Rock and roll. Um, so that's a bummer, but I mean, we'll definitely have to figure out a time to get up there. Yeah. Visit our buddy Casey Cannon. That's up in his neck of the woods. Yeah. Uh, but I asked our friends what we should talk about tonight, and I got some good, oh, good questions. Get to the the meat and potatoes of things. Meat and potatoes. Uh, so, what projects are y'all looking forward to in the next five years? Oh, God. We'll start there. Next five years. Next five years. Bairds, bairds, bairds. <laughs> Rhino rats. Bears, beats, Battlestar Battle Galactica. Uh, Rhino rats, bairds, rats, for sure. Uh, Chondros again. I'm, I'm fairly certain that I will be back to breeding Chondros this time next year. Good. I think those females from Luke will be of size. They will definitely be of age. And I'm with, you know, in the next year, I'm going to start feeding them a little more often than I do now just to help them get up to get up to size some so they'll be ready. And I'm anxious and itching to get back to breeding green trees. Oh, yeah. Uh, other odds and ends, just the corns and stuff. There's some corn projects that I'm super excited about. That honey motley with that honey tessera from JT. That's kind of number one on the corn project, aside from the locality stuff. Um, but there's some other morph yeah. stuff that I got. There's that that pair of tesseras I got at Daytona that are the head candy of, cane. You got a lot of corn. So in five years, man, there's a lot of corn projects you could have. Um, you gotta think in five years, all the clearbirds we have right now mm-hmm. would will be ready to go. Oh yeah. By they should be going by then. They should be probably close to two seasons deep at that point. Oh, At least on some yeah. of them. Yeah. Like that Tessera candy cane yeah. het honey pair. Mm-hmm. Those should be ready to go spring after next spring, I guess. The Is pits. This the spring and then the, the spring after this spring. Next mm-hmm. spring. Some of my baby pits might be on their first or second year by then, but because I'm not going to be pushing shit to go fast. Mm-hmm. Like this year, I'm going to have two pairs of Bairds. And then the follow, like the year after that, I'm going to have like at least four pairs because pretty much all the stuff I have outside of these adults, they're all like the same age and same size. Right. They're all like within that two year range. And so, like this year, they won't be ready. But the following year, that's when, that's when I'll be going deep into Bairds. At least that's the plan. I don't yeah. like to say things <laughs> as, as definitely happening because a lot can happen between now and then. God forbid. Good, but it's a good way to make God laugh. That's right. Announcing your plans, as you would say. Yeah, I don't like to be like, yeah, man. Like in two this years I'm, I'm gonna, gonna have do. every chondro you could ever imagine and I'm gonna I breed every happens. single one of them and I'm gonna do this it's like my plan is I hope this, this is subject happens. to change I hope this happens yeah so nice. um we'll kind of see what happens with like the deones and the bimaculata and stuff like that I do want to sort of pursue those I don't really plan on putting like heavy focus on those mm. just kind of something on the side they're cool little snakes I enjoy them um, 
surely the Ackies, if anything, barring any changes, those will be breeding within the next year or two. What? Yeah. No shit. Yeah, dude. I think no who was, way. I was watching some video That's where they like the stupid fast the record for a female laying eggs in Ackies was something ridiculous, like eight months. Like they grow no quick. Way. Yeah. Uh, wow. And having had those now for two weeks, now I want all of them. <laughs> no, I don't like to be that guy either. Yeah. But like I, I hearing Burke talk about his Kimberly rocks. And me enjoying these Ackies as much as I have so far, and then being way easier than sort of, I guess, once again, I was overthinking them like I right. do pretty much anything new that I haven't had any experience with, like I did with the Jansen Eye and stuff. Um, they're a breeze, and if the Kims are anything, if they're just as simple and, and easy and enjoyable, then I have very little doubt that eventually I will end up some Kims too, but that's not something I'm in a big hurry to, right. to rush into. I'm going to enjoy my time with the Ackies for now, and... You know, hopefully when I have more space that I can devote to some Kims with a nice proper enclosure, then there will be a time where I get those too. So, and I think that's pretty much it. What about you? Five years. Where are you going to be? Dude, five this years. This is where you want to be when Jesus Dude, comes back? Literally five years. So, <coughs> I basically have... I basically have the stock of colubrids that I want. I will add on to some projects, add some, you know, make some trios to some pairs that I have, I'm sure. But I pretty much have all of the, all the components to what I want. There's a few odds in it. There's one or two pairs that I still, you know, will get next year likely. But uh, five years, I mean, Lord, I don't even know, man. With carpets... I mean, I could put, I could pair carpets. I have carpets that are ready to go. I don't know if I'm going to breed them this year or not. Yeah, where um, are you at with those? I like still. What's the situation as far as pairs and um, what do you, what do you got? Rock and rolling. Right now, I've still got. I've still got all the babies, um, so there's ten of those. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> Seven, eight, eight, eight that are growing out that are probably my most high quality animals. Um, a lot of the ones that I got two years ago, um, one that I produced, uh, some that Billy produced, um, just some really nice stuff, all of which would be absolutely ready to go within five years. Um, so that's really exciting because these, I, with the animals that I got, I got a lot of the stuff very specifically. And, you know, I think, I think I think the stuff that I have could potentially produce some very 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 nice popwin carp carpets, which I'm carpets carp carpets, which I'm very excited about. Um, along with the adults that I already have, some very nice animals, some different ends of the spectrum, some very dark, some very dark projects, some more light yellow stuff um, that I'm really excited about, and stuff that I've already produced. Um, so. A lot of stuff going with the carpets. I still have those. I know I've been very colubrid specific lately because I've been on a big old kick, but the carpets are still rocking and rolling. Are um, your plans as far as focus on those? Is that the same? 
Yeah, like in terms I, of like it, stuff it, that you wanted to focus on, be it the darker. The yeah, I it uh, you know dealing with the Nido virus stuff really you know took a made me take a step back with the the carpets you know and let things ride with that. I'm I'm pretty much gonna have as long as given I don't really lose many if any more animals um you know i mean are you on the other side of that hill at this point you think like i i think so i'm pretty much there i i still have you know some concerns um you know because sometimes you know animals could not you know shed actually shed the virus Mm -hmm. um so i i don't know i i'm i'm doing the best that i can with it and i'm managing Um, i'm pretty much going to keep a closed collection as far as carpets go now um, and then, you know, I'm going to be offering testing for anything that goes out, um, mm-hmm. you know, as pretty much the, the buyer would wish, um, you know, granted everything's healthy and moving forward. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, we're pretty much rock and roll with it. Everything's, everything's healthy and, good. you know, so it's looking, it's looking good. It's on the upside. Um, I still have a lot of. I still have a lot of things in the works with as far as my living situation and a lot of moving parts. So I don't know if I'm going to actually breed them this year. Um, I'll be lucky if I can even cool down my pitchy office mm-hmm. that I'm going to breed next year. I want to cool them this year in preparation, but that reminds I don't know me if I'm going to get to it or not. I have um, to check my Govi and see what my, my temps yeah. are at. I have one right here. I put one in here over the weekend to see what temperatures were like to see. Yeah. How realistic it is for me to be able to use this as a as a cooldown. But yeah, with the carpets, a lot of a lot of IJ stuff, obviously. And then the coastals will be ready to go. In, oh yeah, in I five you have years. Those. Yeah, man, they're awesome. Female's a dick. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's <laughs> terrible. She is so freaking mean. Um, but yeah, they'll definitely be ready to go in five years. Um, colubrids, my God, I don't even, I don't even know where to start. In five years, I could potentially be breeding Seminole County yellows, um, two different, uh, you know, I have two different pairs of Everglades, some, um, you know, a pair from Chris Painchab that are, um, the Hendry counties, and then, um, don't. Archie. I have Everglades from Dan Parker as well. Hopefully those, you know, um, stay happy and healthy um, moving forward. Um, so Everglades, Seminole Counties. Um, if I can find a um, female Hernando County yellow, potentially those. I'm not too concerned about that right now, though. Um, Decurts. I have a baby pair of Decurts mm-hmm. rat snakes. I Those are probably my... My piece of resistance, if you will. I love. I absolutely love those snakes. Very, very excited about that project. Um, So potentially those. Hopefully in five years. Um, Trying to think. I think those are. are, uh, Oh gosh, Uh, thorn scrubs and Mm emery and emery's. I have thorn scrubs that should be. uh, I mean that will go this year maybe next year i'm planning a pair of um, mine i'm actually going to be separating all mine to make sure they don't go when i don't want them to um but thorn scrubs and then the emery's from um from uh christian elmer mm-hmm. obviously those will be ready in five years 
Um, they dude, the female, oh my gosh, she's so freaking nice, man. I took her out the other day after a fresh shed and I just, my jaw dropped, boy. She's so freaking nice. She's just like this, this golden green color and like really faded pattern. She's just absolutely gorgeous. The golden goose. Yeah. She's amazing. Um, so those will be going, um, trying to think if that's all of my, rat snakes i'm going through everything in my head stop dragging black your butt r- on the carpet black Jake. rat oh my gosh <laughs> black rats too i have the spartanburg uh county blacks uh they'll be more than ready in five years um now i think that's all the blacks um pituophis albino floridas forkline gophers um i bet you those forks are looking good dude oh man those were looking good last time i saw them they're looking really good and now they're actually handleable are they Um, yeah they're not i mean they're still sort of baths but they don't say that they kind of chill out a little bit they're okay in my hands but they don't like sitting in tubs Mm. they won't sit in tubs without smashing their faces against it if they see me moving but in my hand they're not bad um, so the fork lines will be going next year along with the albino Floridas. Um, I'll have an albino, uh, San Diego gopher project going. Um, and I'm realizing now I said, I, I'm going to have to look at my messages from Chris. He's going to kill me from the, for what this. What about the Nerodium? But the, uh, I'm getting to those. Okay. I'm on Pituophis right now. Um, the pits I just got from Chris are McMullen County. No, nah, I said Kleberg. They're not Kleberg. Pretty sure they're McMullen. I'm 99% sure they're McMullen County bull snakes. Um, Chris will probably correct me. Um, You're wrong. I will have to look. I don't feel like pulling out my phone right now. But um, those will be ready in five years. I just got those in. Um, and then the I'll, the stripe. Actually, it's a striped albino San Diego gopher project that I've got going. Um, and then I think that's all the... Pituophis. San Diego for. Yes, I do. Oh, I absolutely love. All, I love my Pituophis, man. I want more. Oh, and then I need a female uh, Mexican pine. I need a female Jani. And then hopefully in, in five years' time, I will be breeding those. Um, I think that's it for Pituophis. As far as water snakes, I'll, I have a nice group of Ponchatoula, um, Louisiana. Um, broadbanded water snakes. I've got a group of two point five, I think. Oh, buddy. Yeah, I have two point five uh, Ponchatoula, Louisiana broadbanded. I have Dixie County bandits. I have Jacksonville, North Carolina bandits, and I have. Um, Now so I'm many you can't even keep yeah, up. Yeah, now I'm spacing on the other bandits that I just got. Um, it's another Florida locality. I'm, I've had a very long day. Um, I'd have to look. But another f- Florida locality of bandits. Um, and I think that's it for water snakes. You know, with all the night of stuff. And then corn snakes. I yeah. still have all the locality corns. Hernando corns, Ladies Island corns, buckskins, anneries, and then the cave geckos. Yeah. yeah. So five years' time, there could potentially be a ton. I don't know if I'm going to be breeding all that in five years' time. but 
At least you'll have it. Yep. Or in there. theory, you'll have it. In theory. Pending no Pending. issues. Yes. Or major life changes or anything like that. <coughs> but given all the Nido stuff that everyone's been talking about lately, I've... I mean, I've always... Well, no, not always. At least for the last... I don't know, two years. When it came to, like, chondros and stuff, I pretty much... Decided to stick to just what I have. Yeah. Like closed collection kind of thing. Sort of had the first clutch, traded out some stuff, got some stuff in from other people to diversify a little bit. You know, had the little sort of group trading thing with Luke and and David Brahms. Yeah. Um, And kind of got with what I had and was happy with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm really thinking, you know, given your experience with Nido all the drama going on in the Morelia groups with Nido and the whole star pythons thing. And which I don't know all the details on. I, could, no, I, I, I haven't will, seen anything about this. I would explain it, but I, I know I won't get the yeah. story in fact straight. Exactly. Um, but oh, he's out there somewhere. He was just in here a second ago. Archie. There he is. Uh, just given what's going on with that and um, sort of the, a new wave of, I won't necessarily say panic, but I mean, that's more or less kind of what it is with NIDA right now. Like, I'm really thinking that doing that, getting the closed collection, yeah. getting the animals you want, and then kind of being like just coasting with that group instead of constantly getting new chondros or new carpets from a bunch of different people on a regular basis and like things coming and going. And like, I think sort of the little, the trade triangle as I shall call it with, with Luke and David, it's kind of the way to go with that kind of stuff. Cause Absolutely. it's like, you're getting them from people, you know, like we talk a lot. I trust that David doesn't have animals that are questionable or, or sick. I trust that Luke doesn't have animals that are questionable or sick because they're also not buying a bunch of animals from right. a bunch of different places and bringing stuff in. You know, their collections are pretty closed off for the most part too. And so I think if you're to avoid sort of the, I mean, you're you're obviously not going to completely avoid the Nido thing in doing this, but I think it's just the smarter way to go about things. Like we all had these chondros and we were all talking to each other regularly, and I got to the point where I was like. We're all going to end up with someone else, like, with each other's snakes anyways. Why don't, like, I send you both a Bioc. David sends me and Luke something. Luke right. sends me and David something. Like, what? <laughs> it just makes sense. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm really, like I said, with the Nido thing, I really think that's, that kind of might be the, the new way to go about things, I think. And if you have people that you trust and they're your buds and you would have ended up buying animals from each other anyways, you might as well just swap yeah but at the same time not everybody can do that you know why not i mean i'm just saying for every species and every person not everybody has somebody they can just trade animals with i'm just saying like you know in because then there's also that also kind of kills the hobby if everybody's just nah yeah i mean if everybody got on board with just trading animals yeah sure i'm with it 
But I just if you're, uh, I agree with you. I like I like the idea of trading and dealing with you know very select. That's how mm-hmm. I've been. I've dealt with very select few people getting all the stuff that you know I have currently, and you know, good way to keep things clean. And yeah, and like I said, you're not gonna hundred percent. It's not foolproof. It's also easier you know. to track if you do get something. Yeah, you know, God forbid. You know. I just think you're you're helping mitigate the Absolutely. chances of having an issue if you yeah. do if you go about it this way. And I don't I don't know. Just the more I think about it, the more I'm kind of glad that that's sort of the route I did. And to get to a point with Condros where I'm just happy with what I have, and it's like yeah, I still check classifieds, I still check morph market and stuff like that just to see what's out there. But I, even if I had the spare income to even throw it buying more condos i don't know that i necessarily would right it's like i have what i have and it's a big question too at one point was like is buying that animal worth the potential risk to everything else and it's like yeah of course i'm quarantining but if we've learned anything from the nido thing unless you're testing multiple times and you're quarantining for like an indefinite period of time there's still a probability that you'll miss it and it'll somehow get to your other animals. You know, it just, I think yeah. the closed collection, and I've, I remember at one point hearing people talk about, you should just have a closed collection and thinking like, yeah, right. How possible is that? Um, and I don't think like if it was a hardcore, like I buy these animals and I don't get anything new in for years, like it's just going to be this core group. And if something right. happens to some of these animals, I'm not getting anything new to replace them or bring in a new male because my original male rolled or just didn't work out. Uh, like that's, that's pretty hardcore. And I can understand there are some people that probably do that, that are doing it full time for a living, but right. this is sort of like the, the closed collection light version, mm. I guess. And it's just, I think it's just being smart. You know, making sure you're not buying animals from everyone and their mom, and but it's also to it's also hard to call it like a closed collection unless like you know because you have the colubrids in there as well, right, right. You know, so it's like you can call it a closed collection like once you like have limited, your, right, exactly. And you mean like, and you can also say like I don't buy conjurers anymore because Nido is much more prevalent prevalent in conjurers. There you go. You know, but you also have the option of hopefully one day being able to separate your chondros from your colubrids, and then you have a closed collection of chondros. You know, and then you can even get to the point where you have a closed collection of colubrids. I mean, that's the that's where I'm trying to get. You know, fortunately, like, there's there's really nothing I worry about as far as crossover in terms of contamination or pathogens and stuff. You know, like if corn I snakes mean, have nido, have tested positive for nido. Yeah, but it's it's a nido that's specific to corns, and it oh, doesn't seem you. to affect corns at all. Oh, really? Yeah, like. It exists, but it doesn't sound like it's been very well documented that anything's ever been symptomatic, and it like hasn't spread through collections and wiped them out, mm-hmm. and like it's just kind of there. Right. You know, it's not like crypto either, where like crypto is a serious problem, and crypto I worry about almost more than Nido. But I mean, yeah, when for you're sure. also keeping more colubrids and stuff now than you are pythons, it would be the opposite. Where if I was keeping more green trees and stuff, and I had, I'd be more worried about Nido than I would crypto necessarily. But right, I just. I think it's all about just kind of being smart, and right. I think you've talked about it before of having sort of your your, your a handful of people that you buy from, right. and you don't really deviate from that those people very often. Right. And even then, you can't control sort of what those people have coming and going. Right. 
We can only do what we can. Do your part. Yes. But I just I got I just want I want to get to a point and I'm at that point where like I have my group of chondros. I'm excited to breed them in the future and whatever I produce, I can hold back whatever I want. You know. Like I'm not worried about I need a designer mail or I need a, you know, certain locality mail for this. It's like I have what I have and I'm happy with it and I'm content right. with it. And I think with the group I have down the road when I'm breeding again, I'll have plenty of options to play with and I won't feel the need to add something to that mix. Nope. Just a little thought that I had at the time. Um... Other question is, what failures taught y'all the most? Well, there's one time I got bit by a rattlesnake. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Failures taught. I mean, for me, the NIDO is a big one. Yeah, yeah I'm get, sure. Getting NIDO virus, that was a big slap in the face and a, a big, you know, failure to, you know, me. You know, even though it's, I don't want to talk down on it like that. If you get out of virus, you failed, you know, like that's not, you know, it happens to the best of people. Um, but that was a big, you know, thing for me that really, you know, taught me a lot. And for sure. What was your biggest takeaway from that event? Uh, quarantine. Quarantine, like quarantine, being more quarantine. strict about it? Being more strict about it and being more strict with testing. And um, granted, I haven't done the crypto testing I need to be doing with some of these colubrids, but it's in the works. I kind of got all my colubrids like kind of in the same time frame to kind of do a mass quarantine together mm-hmm. um, instead of, you know, getting a bunch over time and having to do a bunch of different yeah. quarantining and spreading out shit. And then know. re like putting things back into quarantine. Yeah. Touch something and then touch something else yeah. and some yeah yeah so it was kind of a mass deal so I need to do some crypto testing um, as we move forward um, but yeah it seems like one of those things where kind of like the the overproduction thing that we've talked about where it's like everyone tells you not to breed too much and you're like yeah whatever yeah and it's not until you're like knee deep in animals that you're like oh. Yeah, no, dude. I, Same with the I, quarantine thing where people are like, yeah. yeah, I'll quarantine, but you kind of slack on it, and then you have an issue, and you're like, fuck. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, now <laughs> this is why sense. we do this. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. What about you? But you're Justin Smith. You don't make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Damn right I don't. Um, I mean, recent trusting gaps and racks. Yeah. That would kind of be the big one. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, I told you I had a water snake get out of a hefty tub, right? Yeah, you did. That was, that blew my mind. You had to have missed something, dude. I have a very hard time believing it. It was one of the, it was one of the 15s. Yeah. It was one of the 15s. I don't know, man. It happened. That just seems so unlikely. It happened. That's not impossible. Know. It happened. It did, couldn't get out of a six. I put it in a six and it stayed in there, but it's in the rack now because all my water snakes are in the XR16. But. Yeah. And I mean, as much as we joke about the whole like losing snakes and stuff, like it does suck. It does get old. Yeah, dude. But 
finally getting shims and tubs has made a big difference. Getting yeah. the door sweep has been a like the door sweep alone. Shims or no shims, like a door sweep, and knowing that if it gets out, it's in that room, and yeah. I don't have to worry about the cat finding it yeah. or the wife sucking it up in the vacuum. Like, it's great knowing like that that I had that subog that female subog got out, yeah, and she was out for like a week, but I had that door sweep, and I was like, she's in here somewhere, and I know it. Right, she was in the closet. At the snake room in this one box, and I, I was but fairly was certain I was fairly certain that's where she was hanging out. I was just waiting for her to kind of come out on her own, right. so I wouldn't have to like go in there and take everything out and like trash everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she was in there, but it's like having that door sweep, and it's it's literally an eight dollar door sweep from Lowe's. It's the like one of the as seen on man. TV things. It's the little things, and it works. It's worked great. It's phenomenal. Something gets yeah. out, I'm I'm like in the room. I'll find it or it'll find me. But it it's it's and fortunately I don't have vents on the floors like I did at my parents' house. Yeah. You know, that's how I lost that first rhino. Yeah. I don't have to worry about anything having access to that one vent in the ceiling. Um so those little eight dollar door sweeps and actually we were talking about the next Snakes and Stogies raffle was going to be one of the wise cameras, <laughs> a door sweep, and a pack of shims. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Dude, those shims, man. I, I, I love them. I swear by those things now. I've made it because, like, for me, I didn't I didn't like shoving that entire thing up in there. I, for me, it didn't seem like it picked up the back enough, at least on they're, the – They're not, like, it was deep. Be, yeah, it was yeah. because the XR – on the XR-16s from Black Box, like, they're already so close. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was a bigger gap, it might be one thing – but they're already so close to being tight enough. Like I don't have them on all my tubs. I only have them for like the itty bitty water snakes and rat snakes, like little tiny suckers that might squeeze right. out. Um, even water snakes, I won't worry about that much because they're not much for pushing. But rat snakes, you know, a whole different ball game. But so what I do is I take those shims and I just cut off a piece and I line it up in the back of the rack. And I just cut off just just the end, the shallow part, oh, and yeah. just come up a little bit. And I put a piece of tape on it, and I bring it to the back of the mm-hmm. rack and tape it down. Slub, not slub. The tub slides up on the back of it, and then I cut off another short piece for the front, slide it up front, pushes it up perfect. Mm-hmm. There's no gap whatsoever. It has worked absolutely phenomenal. I love it. That was my only worry with. That's my only worry with any rack because you can't make it so tight to where you can't open the tub like yeah. there has to be a gap there but these shims make it perfect it just slides up onto it it's great it's fantastic yeah so stuff getting i mean the the room security thing has definitely been the big one lately but yeah i think on another sort of semi-recent note like losing that female green tree granted i will i, I can honestly say that part of that wasn't I think anyone in that yeah. position would have would have probably made the same mistake where it's like you're waiting for the female to ovulate. She keeps refusing food, so you're like I mean what it's happening. What could you have done though? Like not bred her? You know? Taking her to Doug or something. Oh, I mean, yeah. You know, like it soon enough to go to a vet. But since she was in that window where she was refusing food, I was like, Cool, eggs are happening. Yeah. And then it just went downhill quick. You know, of course, you're going to look back and say, like, I could have done more. But given the information you have at the time, that's kind of all you can go off of. And I was just like, hey, yeah, she's refusing food. That's good. Was she egg bound? Yeah. 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 It seemed like it when she when she passed. She definitely had some some in there. Um, 
Yeah. yeah, and then you know, not having another adult female. I know I just talked about not bringing in more chondros, but if you're gonna do that sort of deal, have a backup plan. Yeah. Like, don't necessarily say like I have to have a female, like a replacement female, in case this one dies. But like, think about it and be like, if this is the only adult female I have, and everything else I have is still like two or three years out, you might want to think about. Yeah. figuring out something else in case something does happen like an in case of emergency it's like i have this pair ready to go too you know if if that's something you're you're shooting to do because after that like i gotta say man after losing that female like the wind was really out of my sails with chondros yeah. it was like i'm not gonna breed chondros again for another like five years and of course that's not the case but right still it was like all that momentum i feel like i had i had gained from the three or four years of having green trees just gone because everything else is like that male still there. I don't even know how old that snake is, dude. He's got to be up there. I think, but thing. yeah, and I, I don't know if I'll ever breed him again. I mean, he's, he'll be there, but just given everything else I have, I don't, he's not exactly at the top of the, uh, he's not the, the first, first round draft pick. <coughs> uh, so that was a, that was a big one, but yeah, I think those are kind of the two that stick out the most. I'm sure there's plenty I could go back and think of. Um, yeah. Yeah. The next question was, when do you let go of animals you just aren't feeling it for? What do you mean? Like, bought a project, not feeling it anymore, move it, or like, produced animals, when do I let it go? Uh, the way I read it is, when do you let go of animals that you just aren't as into as you were? Once I come to the realization that they're really not, that they're not doing it for me anymore. I don't know. Once they're, they're not, I don't know. Cause like you want to keep stuff that keeps you excited and, you know, happy to be a part of the hobby and once like if it becomes more of an annoyance than an appreciation mm -hmm. then i think you should move it yeah i don't even know if it necessarily has to be like aren't feeling it for anymore like the brettles for me like i love brettles pythons i will always love brettles pythons but it came down to a point of these are taking up a pretty decent amount of space would i rather hold on to those and punt other things I'd like to, to expand upon, be it rat snakes, I think was kind of the big one for me, getting rid of my brettles. Or, like, would I rather hold on to the brettles and do just do rat snakes at a later date? Or would I rather focus on what I'm, like, what I I have plans for? Right. You know, like corns. It's like, I want more coins, corns, want more bairds, want more rhinos but i don't have space necessarily for that if i had got rid of this six foot cage because that cage was also pretty tall right it was, a, it was a big cage and i have a small room it took up a lot of space and so it got it was it was a very hard decision i know everyone who listens to the show regularly knows that i went back and forth on it for a really long time yeah and i actually sent the female brothers up to bill bradley um like two weeks ago and that was tough. I tried really just not to think about it as I was putting her in the bag to put her in the box. I was like, yeah, just don't, don't even part, think man. about it. Just, just don't, don't focus on it. Just, just do it. Just do it. And it's, it's hard, but sometimes you just have to decide. It's like, would you rather have this or would you rather do this? 
and kind of whatever my gut tells me at that time with that is what I end up going with. Like there, and I also keep in mind, regardless of which direction you go, there's always going to be more brettles. I have plenty of people that are doing stuff with brettles that I can get more brettles when I have the space and want to get back into them. At the same time, most corn snakes and corn snake morphs and bear rats and rhino rats aren't going anywhere either. So it's not. There's nothing saying that in two years, whenever I do have more space, that I can't get into those. It's just what you're feeling at the at that time. Right. And I think there's also no rush. You know, you, there's no there's no hurry to decide on whether you want to keep or get rid of something. You know, sleep on it for a little while if you're still not sure. Just keep putting some thought into it. But I think another good example is Cresteds. When I was doing those, like yeah. they were fun for a couple of years and then it got to a point where I just kind of I was I guess burnt you know spending as many as many hours a week as I was cleaning and feeding those things after a while it was just like you know I'm just not I kind of miss snakes I'm just not feeling these like I used to like they're fun lizards they're awesome and freaking god bless the people that can keep hundreds of those and and deal yeah. with that on a weekly basis because mother of God, yeah. you know, even for a, a easy lizard, there's still a lot of work. And once you get to a certain amount, once you have that many. Yeah, man, yeah. That, that's a lot. You have that many of anything. It's a lot. Yeah. Of even with snakes, you know, that's like cleaning water bowls. That my, when I kept clean water bowls, it's like, man, this takes, it takes, this a takes lot. a while. I spend several hours in my snake room, but I think it was worth, time. it was worse with Cresteds because, you know, you had the Pangea diet, which is like $20 a pound, which is, when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, that's that's expensive compared to other things by the pound, you know. Yeah. So, after a while, it was just, I, I enjoyed them, but I, I being a snake guy at, at my core, it was like, I want to go back to snakes, man. Yeah. This was just, it was just too much. And then then there was the long process of, of slowly transitioning and getting out of the Cresteds and into the snakes, and or back into the snakes, I should say, and that was tough because it's kind of hard when you're not really feeling feeling them and like knowing you have to put in the hours and knowing that you're like you now have to spend the however long period of time to get things sold and it's like you got all these mouths to feed you're tired of having to pay out the nose for pan or you know pangea or crested gecko diet whatever you whichever brand you went with and it was a tough decision but at the same time it was like it was good. Like that was when it was time to move on and the animals didn't suffer for, you know, as a result, but it was just, it's like running a mile. You're getting closer and closer to the finish line or I guess a marathon. And it's like, you're getting tired and you just right. want to kind of stop it. You're so close to being done. You just got to keep pushing forward. So those are the two best examples I can think of. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's tough because we're always telling people, you know, try stuff out, see if you like it, because you don't know what you like until you, you know, you haven't tried it, you know, right. as far as different species and stuff. And I think people, they're some some people may get, I guess, uh, intimidated because then they feel like if they buy something and then it turns out after three or six months or whatever, they're just not into it that they sell it, that people are going to sort of judge them for it. But it's like you don't know. You you can't know if you're gonna like it or not. Yeah. In a week. Yeah, and I feel like that's I feel like that's something because I think there are a lot of people that that do. Yeah, you know, I I 
I'm not somebody who is like, oh, you found out a species today and you're buying one tomorrow. Like, I'm not one for doing that mm-hmm. necessarily, you know. But I do think people need to relax on people who get into something, keep it for two, three months, and they're like, well, not my thing or less, you know, whatever, and they sell it and move on, you know. It's like, you know, they tried you know, lay off. No one can you know, possibly like, know what they're supposed to like. Yeah, like you're not going to know unless you keep it. And sometimes you find out really quick that, no, nope, it's not really my thing. I'm going to move move on from these. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, yeah. I think, again, I, I think you should do your research before you get an animal. Mm-hmm. So you make sure it's in your your repertoire and it works for your, you know, your home and your lifestyle and all that. and. You know, do your research before you get anything, but, you know, there's nothing wrong as long as you do that and, you know, you come to find out you don't enjoy it, doesn't work for you, and move on. Happens. Definitely. Uh, And then, so your top five things you would add if you had to build your reptile room over again. Like reptile-wise or equipment-wise? Both. So, like, if you were, when you moved, say you got, like, you had an imaginary budget where they were, like, you can have a building or a room that is however size you needed to be. What would you, you have a blank canvas, what would it, what would you do to that to make it exactly what you needed to be? I guess let's start from, like, the hardware, like, construction side. Shed. Separated into three room sections three sections python colubrid quarantine if it was big if i had if it was a blank slate and i get a big enough shed it would be four it'd be python colubrid baby quarantine i have a baby section to keep temps more even across the board and you can play with the python colubrid area all regulated separately that would be my ideal setup. And mm-hmm. then sinks in all rooms. Mm-hmm. Everything's temperature controlled. As How many outlets would you prefer to have on each wall? On each wall? Depends on how big, but at least three to four. If there's going to be animals, granted, there might be, you know, a wall that's, you know, got the, like the, there's going to be a wall with the sink on it. Like you can't have a ton of animals. Like a half a wall that wouldn't have an outlet. Yeah, so like have, you know, one or two on one wall, but yeah, three to four on each wall at least. Um, Everything's got its own, everything's got its own sink and I would have a water hose in each one, Mm -hmm. like on the ceiling that you could bring down and like pull around and stuff. Um. Yeah. And then just racks. But yeah, I think my uh, I think all my components to a room would be standalone. You know, AC and heat. Mm-hmm. A hose I can get around the whole room. A big tub sink black box cages and racks that's four right would you 
plan to leave a certain amount of extra space to be able to, like, that way you're not, when it comes time to where you need more racks and stuff, you still have space available to accommodate that, sort of. If I had a blank slate, and, like, if I had unlimited funds and a blank slate, like, again, money is no option, I would already have enough stuff to fill it up to where I wouldn't have to buy any more in the future. Like, I would buy enough cages to have, you know, this is as many adults as I want. Right. You know, and then if it's in a rack, you know, eventually it's going to get sold, you know, or something like that. Or if I need to make room, sell an adult or two and then replace with, you know, stock coming up. Because that's whenever I end up getting a shed, which I finally got spousal approval for. Um. I think she already has an idea of what size that will be. But I have the idea of have it be whatever I pretty much need now, plus like 10 to 20% more. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. At the, and at that, that, again, that was if I had unlimited, you know, funds, you know, again, yeah, as it was, yeah, I would definitely compensate for where I want to be. For me, the big thing would be just having, like, is there such a thing as too many outlets? Nope. Because that always seems to, it doesn't matter where I'm living, there never seems to be enough outlets. Nope. Like, one outlet per wall is just not enough. No, it's not. I think at the minimum, minimum. there should be two. Minimum. You got power strips coming out of both them. Right. Mud suckers, anyways. Maybe you know this. Is there... A better way when it comes to laying out electrical and outlets that can handle more things being plugged into it? I, I'd have to ask my dad. My dad's the electrical. My dad's a master electrician. Because I always um, feel like, but yeah, they're like here. Like I'm overloading the outlets here. Like they're no, not made it, to have this way, much stuff attached to them. No, and there, it's a way to tell most. Uh, most outlets are can take a certain wattage and like that that's and most of our reptile stuff doesn't even come close to really? what it can take yeah because yeah. i have looked into it because i was concerned i was like running six freaking heat pads well, we're always off hearing of, about like fires and stuff you yeah, gotta wonder but that's like, but that's always you notice that's almost always heat tape malfunctions that's yeah. the, the heating element malfunctioning right. you rarely see outlet malfunctions and when you mm-hmm. do it's a faulty wiring Just not old. an overload mm-hmm. you know what i mean because like yeah if you have faulty wiring yeah you're gonna find out real quick <laughs> yeah you're gonna find out running being a reptile keeper yeah absolutely but it's normally not overloading it because, you know, our reptile equipment like heat tape does not like you'd have to run an insane amount of heat tape to yeah. overload an outlet, you know, because I was looking into uh, like, you know, like the heat strips we used from Reptile Basics. Yep. You know, I was concerned about running, those you know, lower four, four to six of those things off a power strip on one outlet, you know, and I was like, man, is this okay? And I looked into it and like all six of those didn't even like come close to what in uh, your average. Out- yeah. And those I wouldn't worry as ma- about as much, but it's like when I have the, you know, the three foot long, con- like 
heavy duty power strip that I got from Walmart that I freaking love. That, that's yeah. got like four thermostats plugged into it. Yeah, and see, but that's when I'm like, you have to, but you have to think about the your thermostat. Yeah, it draws a certain amount, but your thermostat's also really only taking what your heat is putting out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that kind of flows through it's your thermostat. Yeah. yeah, you know, and even like a barrier aside, like your what your heat is putting out is what your thermostat is taking and putting into the mm-hmm. into the outlet. So it's not, you know. You know, it's like it's the same shit like with the heat tape. You yeah. know, the heat tape doesn't put out that much, so your thermostat isn't really putting out that much. So, I got to figure out what to do. The, I mean, the Aki cage during the day, man, that thing's heating up that room so much. I might start opening the like cracking the window during the day to let it vent out some. Yeah. Off all the I need, enclosures. Well, I mean, that's like at night when I turn everything off by morning, it gets pretty pretty cool in there. But it's like all day. It's weird. Like if I cut off the heat, it would still, it would be probably a little cooler than I'd like it to be. But if I have it all plugged in, it's it's warm in there. Yeah. On top of some of those racks that have heat tape and stuff. It's like the ambient coupled with that heat yeah, tape. Right. It gets pretty toasty. Uh, I mean, as far as me, though, for, for my room, the electrical outlets, for sure. Like, I feel like even this this garage is a freaking great example. There's two outlets. There's one on the ceiling for whatever effing reason. <laughs> and then there's one over there on that wall, and that's it. There's no yeah, other outlets in here. That's useless. I don't it's understand. It's ridiculous. A gar- it's a garage. You're supposed to have more outlets in your garage than I anywhere wanna, else. I should have three outlets on this wall alone. Yeah. You should have two on that wall, four on this wall. And, like, that one one's cool here. and all, but that shouldn't be one of the two. Yeah. I'm pointing at the ceiling for yeah. people who can't see. <laughs> and it, it's so frustrating when you have to constantly, like... It works great for your light. Right. Like, makes your light super easy. That's it. It's it's frustrating when you're constantly having to change out, like, power strips to find one that's long enough to reach the stuff on, like, a far end of a wall. And, like, Mm -hmm. so outlets, outlets, outlets would be the big thing. Um, Oh, fans. Yeah. Fans would be the other big component in my build is good fans because I think that's something a lot like of... Like exhaust or just like airflow? Airflow. Like air... Well, not even air... Like just air circulation. Because right. I think that's a big thing people lack is circulation and ventilation. Mm-hmm. Is I think a lot of people, a lot of... Uh, most reptile keepers lack that in all, you know, their enclosures and spaces. Not everybody. And, you know, it's not always that bad, but... I do think that's something that we need to be more pay more attention to. Like I always have a fan running at a pretty high speed mm-hmm. in my room to keep the air moving, and I have put started putting serious ventilation in all my tubs. Um, but high airflow in all rooms would be vital to me. But. The uh, I like the idea of having a sectioned off quarantine area, but if I had a shed. I would prefer to have that for stuff that's established and just have quarantine be my closet like it has been. Right. Even though it drives the wife crazy. Um, having the heating, like the AC and heat 
would definitely be a must, even if it was like one of those smaller units that you see, the ones that are like, I don't know, like four or five feet long right. and kind of flat. Um, having something like height is a big thing, especially when you're talking about like that big camber rack I have. Mm-hmm. Um, if I ended up getting like a stand up, ref- like one of the taller but sort of slimmer refrigerators for cooling stuff to be able to, like, you know how my dad used to have that one upstairs? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Having something tall enough to fit that, like that Cambo rack, um, an incubator that would be a similar size. Um, and like I said before, just having like my planned space, but then having going sort of a step up from that so that there's extra room right. to, you know, when the Ackies need a bigger enclosure, right. oh, never yeah. get other stuff. Like yeah, being able at to this plan point ahead. In life, yeah, at this point in life, yeah, you have to be able to, you know you know, expand, you know, your, you know, upgrade stuff, you know, as far as cooling, that's why I want my, you know, a, a space dedicated to adult colubrids alone. So I can just cool the whole room, mm-hmm. have a window, open that sucker during the winter and call it a freaking day. Yeah. You know, not have to worry about a fridge and all that stuff, which, you know, they work great, but it would be much easier for me to just open a window and cool down the whole room. Those, uh, I mean, those refrigerator deals are pretty handy, though. No, oh, yeah, no, they work. They work. Like fantastic. to be able to set it at fifty-five and not have to worry about it yeah. getting too warm or too cool. It's like yeah. exactly where you want it. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I think it's mm-hmm. also not even just in the room aspect, but planning ahead as far as like caging and racks. You know, that's where I'm yeah. at right now with the smaller stuff. It's like planning ahead now. You know, I have a bunch of yearling corns and yearling bairds and rhino rats that need bigger cages and thinking, okay, well, in the next minimum of a year, this is what I'm probably going to need. And that plays a factor into what I end up getting into as well, like getting more of. That's the reason I really slowed down on corns and stuff from Chris. You know, it's like, yeah, I have three, three tubs open in my hatchling rack, but it's like that's also now going to be three yearlings that I have to house in, you know, a year's time. That's right. going to be three adults. I now have to house in two years time. You know, what, are, where am I at currently with what I have? Right. What needs upgrading currently? What do I need to have planned out in the next two years? Like black box racks, what am I going to need? An XR 16 would be awesome. Another one of those, uh, like V 70 racks, at least another two of those. Ideally more, um, the Aki stuff, you know, it's just take an inventory in your head of what you got, where right. things are going, where they're at now and being smart and saying, okay, well, I know that I'm going to need to place a pretty hefty order, you know, and you didn't have to be all at once necessarily, but over time it's like, I know I'm definitely going to need a V70 within the next year right. and plan for that. And then I'm definitely going to need a five foot by whatever whatever for the hackies in a year you know plan for that and i think that's we've all sort of fallen into that trap before where we end up buying a bunch of stuff and then after a year it's all bigger and needs more caging and you're like well crap yeah i have nowhere to put these yep. <laughs> yep luckily i've always managed to pull it out of my butt at some point, like I'm like, oh, everything needs upgrades. Oh, I just so happen to mo- have the money to buy yeah. upgrades. Woo! <laughs> yeah. But 
Yeah, XR16, another XR16 is definitely on the radar. And it's stuff like that, though, that I think is so helpful, like with the XR16 and it being modular, where it's it's, like, I can have the, I can just get the tubs for hatchling corns, and then guess what, as they get bigger, I can just upgrade them to the next size tub, and I don't have to buy a new rack. Like, that's just, that's genius, that's brilliant, that gets people the most for their money, I think. And the animals do great in these tubs, by the way, like... I wasn't sure how I would like the super skinny, super long tubs, but man, for the little corns, they're for like they're small, fantastic. small stuff. I'm all yeah. about it, but there's people that use them for like baby balls. Oh yeah, like, I wouldn't bruh. put a baby ball bite on there. I think like, they can't on. even turn around. Um, no, the V like the V, but the V18, perfect. Yeah, V18, yeah. perfect for little balls, little carpets. Um, yeah, I even got baby rat snakes in V18s. And up um, front, yeah, it probably costs more than you know another rack would. But if you think about it in the long term, where it's like, it is, but it's, now I don't have to buy another six plus hundred dollar rack. Like I just have to get the tubs, either get them ahead of time or get them when you need them. But it's like, but wait, you know, you say it's it's, but it's not though. If you use that thing for just a hatchling rack, and again, I priced it out and like did the whole average thing because I was looking at it, if I use that as just a baby rack, like it, it's expensive, but. Because of how many tubs it holds, well, that's what it's, I'm saying. Like you pay for that up it. front, but yeah. after that, it's that initial. Oh yeah, buy. yeah. And it, then after that, it pays for itself. Yeah, for because sure. it, but it's that's the thing. It's not in retrospect because of how many tubs it holds. It's just it costs just as much as a cheaper rack because it holds more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you'd have to buy two of those and racks. Longer. Yeah, you'd have to buy two of these racks to equal the same amount of tubs, and that mm-hmm. costs the same as the one black box right. rack. Because the XR16 has the 16 slots, mm-hmm. and the hatchling is three. So 16 times three is, uh, what is that? I'm trying to think. 32, 48. Mm-hmm. It's 48 babies in one rack. Like, that's a lot. Yeah. Like, and then, like I said, that's having a, that's the ability to upgrade them to the next size tub. Like, yep. say you have holdbacks. Like, you sell all the other stuff, but you still have... 16 babies yeah you can still just upgrade them to a bigger tub and not have to worry about buying another rack that's that weird intermediate size because they're too small for a 70 but they're too big for you know a hatchling tub like you just you just swap out the tubs it's great man like it's a no-brainer you know and it's that kind of stuff that's that's one of the reasons i like black box so much is just like you get like they're they're the build quality is fantastic like, I love that V70 rack, dude. Yeah. This just, I know I harp on it a lot, but the smoothness of it, <laughs> I get so much joy out of not have to worrying about sloshing my water bowls every time I close a tub. It's so nice. Yep. Those other racks I have, I have to, like, use a ton of force, but be very slow and gentle pushing them back in because otherwise it just goes everywhere. And then you hit that loose spot and it's like, Grr! yep. Yep. Yeah. And then my bear drats turn into Nerodia. Yep. And then I'm wasting substrate. Yep. So props to Black Box because the action is just, it's so smooth. And that's, I mean, I, as stupid as it may sound, that is a big selling point for me. No, I mean, it's a big thing. That's that's the thing of getting the... There's a fine line of smoothness in, like, the proper gap. 
Like, but they're still smooth, even with the weight of that other the the three slot seventy that I got from you. Mm-hmm. That's sitting on top of that, and those yeah, things yeah. still there's no resistance that's whatsoever they from top use to such bottom. Thick PVC man, like that's a big part of it. I think is the quality of PVC that they use. Like they don't cheap out. They don't mm-hmm. use that little little bull crap. Like it's thick. It's solid. There's no there's no bend whatsoever mm-hmm. to to my to my PVC. Like they are. Oh, yeah, it's great. Fantastic. I just product. I remember when I they were at Daytona the year before last, and this was when I first met Jen. Like I had been doing some, I'd been talking to them. They'd been advertising the magazine and that stuff whatnot. So I had talked to Jen online, but I hadn't met him yet. And I went to Daytona, and I went and finally got my hands on some racks. And I remember pulling those tubs out and being like, "Oh my god, it's it just butter. It, they glide, butter. They just glide, man." It's great. And I was like, "That's that's everything I want I, to not make a mess of my kids, Dude, my tubs it's... every time well, I yeah, gotta man. clean them." Because I usually use a hook to open my tubs for the pituofas because. <laughs> Well, nab your fingers sometimes, but you know, yeah. If you can just grab a hook right underneath it and just, slide and it's it not so it. loose to where you have to worry about like pulling it and it just like shooting out. Yeah, you know, like yeah. there is enough sort of friction to it that it keeps it. It just, uh, I, I, you just have to get your hands on one to see. So that's why I, they're good people. Their products awesome. Um, I want. Pretty much every rack in my room, barring the Cambro rack one, to be a black box rack. Yep. And not have to worry about things escaping. Escaping. Like whatever that rack is that I have the hatchlings in. I don't even <laughs> think that was made by a certain company. I think that no, someone just threw those together. Yeah. No. They're not horrible with the shims. With but the without shims. those shims, dude, it's like freaking Swiss cheese. <laughs> 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 Everyone Jesus. jokes about my free range snakes. I'm like, you guys don't understand. You gotta get a new hatchy rack, bro. I at some point I am gonna get an XR16. That's the. It's nice being as close to them as we are. I mean, granted, it's still like a five hour drive. Yeah. But to save on shipping like that, like I'll make that drive any day of the week, man. And I need it, but at the same time. Like, I still kind of want to plan it out so that I can go up and get what I need for the next, like, couple months at least, year, yeah. and not have to drive back. Yeah. And uh, so, Maybe I don't bring know. A, bring a whole trailer and get a, and get a load. Yeah. That, that's really that's really what I want to do is we, I want us to, you know, in the next couple months come up with the stuff that we need. and. Mm-hmm. Rent a trailer or borrow a trailer. My dad has a big one we can use. Yeah. Yeah, man. Load it down. It's got to happen. Yeah. Well, when we have that promo code, we will let everyone know. Like I said, they're not like an official sponsor. We just love them. We do a lot of work with them. We support them. I talk to Jen almost daily, but that's because I kind of sort of work for them. Kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. Definitely do. I was about to say, you kind of do. Kind of do. No kind of, sort of about it. <laughs> but but it's good. Um, They're doing good stuff. I know they've they've got some other stuff in the works that I'm very excited for. I cannot speak upon it, but just know. There's some pretty neat things in the in the plans for the future. So 
everyone should be paying attention to these things. But, hour and a half? Oh my god, it's not even 10.30? This never happens. Man. I'm usually up to like, at least midnight. Yeah, we, we would get out of these things early. But, yeah. This was, fun. was episode up. 141, our one-on-one for November of 2021. It's um, crazy, it's already November, man. I know, right? <laughs> months have been flying by. Mm-hmm. But thank you, everybody, for tuning in for yet another episode of the Repetit Culture Podcast. We Brought to you by it. Steve Snakeshuary and his Venom Hot Sauces. Part of the Repetit Culture Network. Damn Skippy. Snakes and Stogies, Monday night at 9. I think Jen Davis is for real coming on this week. Schedules have been kind of squirrely, so excited about that. She is a cigar smoker, but she also does a lot with some venomous stuff. Um also works in sort of the law enforcement side of the hobby, which is kind of interesting. Um, she was actually the one that ended up catching that zebra spitter that got loose. And <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> probably. Um, so that'll be interesting. She's a very no-holds-barred sort of personality, so it's going to be pretty interesting to hear what she has to say about yeah. things. She's like, I'm not going to censor myself. And I was like, perfect. Don't. Please. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> it, that means it will be interesting, so yeah. I'm excited about that. Um, yeah. We got episode 150 coming up soon. I mean, this is 141, so hard to believe. It's going by quick, man. Nine, nine months. We, we still haven't figured out what we're doing for episode 100 of Snakes and Stogies. We can't seem to decide. And we have approximately like a week and a half to figure that out. So, Oh, wow. Y'all are on 99. 99s is going to be this Monday, yeah. So. Nice, man. Yeah. It's, it's hard to believe. We've been doing that for almost two years now, I think. Hey, I don't it see how y'all are at 99 when we're only at one. 41 I don't with know this. I mean that we've been doesn't li- make we've sense. been very cons- like we've been doing them literally yeah I guess week. that like, was our really thing when we first started THP we were off and on for the first like three months we, we haven't really it. yeah we haven't missed any yeah. stogies really unless Since it's been you something started yeah yeah so I don't know but it's just funny how it started out as just me and Phil bullshitting on Instagram live and then it just morphed and morphed and morphed and morphed and now it's it is what it is it is what it is, and it's how He's got uh, his new show with Nipper that they're working on. Oh, yeah? That hasn't, I don't I don't know when the first episode is coming out quite yet, but it's Venom Exchange Radio. It's going to be a Venomous show, which is cool, because there's really nothing Venomous specific. I think Snakes and Stogies is about as Venomous-centric as it gets, at least currently. Um, so this is going to be like 100% Venomous, him and Nipper doing their thing so that'll be good i'm i'm excited for that um we'll see y'all monday night see y'all next week thank you